Welcome to Just Being, the podcast on learning to just be your most authentic self while caring for these minds and bodies we call home. Hello beautiful beings and thank you for joining us for our 11th episode of Just Being. I'm Kirsty, And I'm Nikki. And today we want to share some tips and routines that you can add to your mornings to get you off to the best start and set the tone for your day, even if you're pushed for time. Yes, although we are not natural morning people ourselves and value our sleep, we have noticed that when we do leave time to take an extra few moments first thing, to breathe and set an intention, that this can have a positive effect that ripples throughout the rest of the day. There will still be those days when something comes along that knocks you off course, and in the words of Baz Luhrmann's song, Sunscreen, the real troubles in your life are apt to be things that never crossed your worried mind, the kind that blindsides you at 4pm on some idle Tuesday. But by taking time in the morning to ground yourself and find gratitude for the day ahead, you will give yourself a good base to be able to handle any challenges from Oh, I love that you've got a line from one of our all-time favourite songs in there, and it is such a good quote. I personally really struggle with mornings. I often find it the hardest time of the day, especially as I'm such a sucker for staying up too late. But I also think in many ways it can be the make or break point of the day. This isn't to say that if you have a bad or ineffective morning, your entire day is then automatically ruined. But from my experience... At least my most positive, productive or engaged days usually do follow from an intentional start. By intentional, I mean making sure that for the first hour or two after waking up, I am conscious of what thoughts I allow in and channel my energy to, what conversations I'm having with myself, what I consume mentally and physically and how engaged I am with the day to come. I think what can help if anyone else finds morning toughs is to try and turn those thoughts that come from fear of what's to come or focus on not wanting to leave the warm, safe, comfy bed to thoughts of seeing each day as an opportunity. This isn't easy and something I still battle with, but as cheesy as it sounds, we are lucky to have each and every day. Tomorrow is never a guarantee. And while not every day is going to be amazing or the most memorable day ever and one for the photo album, You can choose to go into each day with the intention to get at least something positive from it, to decide what values you want to bring into it, and above all, to be the most authentic version of yourself that you can be. Otherwise, it's amazing how easily it is, particularly when you're stressed or experiencing worse mental health, to let days just pass you by, and how quickly those days can then turn into weeks, weeks into months, and time just passes almost without you noticing it. As one of our favourite online role models, spiritual mentor Megan Rose Lane said, I can't express how much the first 10 to 20 minutes of your day affects your entire life. Breathing and meditation. In the past, I've tried to shift my sleeping pattern and transform myself into a morning person. After forcing myself into a week of 6am sunrise starts, I still felt like I had permanent jet lag. Being an early bird is just not in my DNA. And that, combined with working a nine to five, doesn't leave me much spare time on those weekday mornings. So I've adopted a five to ten minute routine that really gets my day off to a good start. 
and I have noticed a difference in how well my day goes if I do this, or at least my perception of the day and my ability to adapt to anything that comes up. The four steps are to take 10 deep intentional breaths to wake your body up and clear out any stagnant energy. Then think of three things that you are grateful for. The next step is to think of a memory of a time you were truly happy or content. It can be from any point in your life. And then finally, think about three things that you were looking forward to that day or week. So why not take five minutes to try this with us now? And why not save this episode so you can come back to it tomorrow morning or any time you want? Okay, so lie on your back. Or if you're more comfortable sitting, do that if you'd rather. Try and keep your spine as straight as possible to allow room for big breaths bringing in lots of air. Close your eyes, or in the morning you can do this before you've even opened them. And place one hand on your heart and one on your belly. Slowly inhale through your nose, feeling your belly rise as you feel deep into your lungs. And then hold your breath for a moment. And then gently breathe out through your mouth. And again, in through your nose, all the way up to your chest. Hold for a moment. And then breathe out gently through your mouth. And again, in. Feeling your rib cage and chest expand outwards and up to your collarbone as it rises. And again, pause. And out through your mouth. And again, in to the top of your chest, down to the bottom of your lungs. And out, feeling your tummy fall back towards your spine. Again, in, belly rises, hold, and out. And one more time, in, hold, and out, releasing any stagnant energy or anything that you no longer need. So now just take a minute to think of three things you are grateful for. It could be the air that you're breathing, the sun coming through your curtains or the bird song you can hear. Maybe it's just being held by your warm comfy bed. As you start to think of this you might feel a smile starting to appear on your face. If so, let it spread and feel that smile and warmth grow within you. And now I want you to think of that happy memory. A time when you felt happy or just content. Take yourself back to that moment. It could have been something that happened yesterday or even a memory from childhood. Breathe back into it. And feel those same feelings of joy or peace that you felt at the time. Really relive it. And lastly, I want you to think of three things that you're looking forward to that day. It could be as simple as a warming cup of tea, 
stepping outside to take your dog for a walk or spending time working on that creative project of yours or maybe it's catching up with a good friend. Imagine how you will feel in that moment and at that time. Feel the anticipation and excitement for what is to come. And then take one final deep breath in. Stretch your arms and your legs out and open your eyes and greet the new day. That was amazing, Kirsty. Thank you. And I guess the beauty of this is how adaptable it is. Now I need to wake myself up a bit to actually carry on with the episode. <laughs> I'm feeling very zen. If you're rushed for time, you could always just think of one thing you're looking forward to, one thing you're grateful for. Or if you're really feeling it, why stop at three? You can take this exercise and really make it your own. And I'm not going to pretend I do it every morning. But the days I do take the time for it, I honestly notice such a difference for what I take with me into the day. And doing it again just now has really inspired me to make it part of my routine. Mornings and mental health. For those of us with a mental illness or struggling with their mental health, even just getting out of bed at all can be a huge win for the day as can what feels like the basics, such as brushing your hair and teeth or getting dressed. Depression is not an early bird, and the days when I wake up in the fog of it, I know I'm not going to jump out of bed with a spring in my step no matter what I do. But understanding that and how your mind works is key. On these days, I know it isn't about trying to find the positive for the day to come, but acknowledging how major just getting my feet out from under the duvet and onto the ground really is. When you're experiencing depression, it it can often be accompanied with this weight that settles over your entire body. And for me anyway, that feels heaviest first thing in the morning. Just having the strength to shift that and get up is a huge deal. And sometimes once you've done that part and got the cogs turning, it can be that little bit easier to keep going and get into your day. A therapist once described it to me as pushing a car. Getting it started and moving is the hardest part, but once you're going, it's not as bad. But similarly, if depression is something you struggle with, there may be days you don't feel like you can shift it enough to get up at all. And that is okay. The most important thing is to know yourself well enough to know what you need day to day. And while the odd bed day can be required, do keep an eye on how often this happens, or if it starts running on across multiple days. If you're ever at all worried, do speak to your GP or one of the many charities out there like Mind Charity. And know you're not alone and you're not a failure for feeling this way. I've not experienced depression to that extent, so I can only imagine how hard it is to start the day when you're feeling like that. But if you do manage to get some momentum going, let's look at some little things we can try to do ourselves to make our mornings a bit easier. I know I've shared this in other episodes before that I like to lay my outfit out the night before to give myself one less thing to think about when I wake up, but I've realised the actual clothes I choose to wear are important here too. During the last year and a half of working from home, I've refined my work from home wardrobe and while it is less smart than my in-office wear was, it is still different to what I'd wear at the weekends and that is key. I find this really important for setting the right tone for work and telling my brain what's going to come. 
On the flip side, at weekends, I increasingly love wearing bright colours that encourage the lighter, funner part of my personality to come out and play. If any of you follow me on my personal Instagram account at Colour Me Happy, you'll know how important colour is to me and how obsessed I am with the amazing tie-dye creations of Ratchet Clothing Company. And exciting news, lovely listeners. If you listen to the end of this episode, we have an exclusive discount code for Ratchet Clothing Company just for you. So we can all be fellow tie-dye beauties together. I think this is a really good tip. When we first started working from home, there was more than one morning where I'd start working my dressing gown or pyjamas. And like you said, I really think that what we wear makes a big difference to our mindset. I always find myself dressing in brighter colours on the days when the sun isn't shining or as we go into the shorter days of winter. At this time of year, the lack of sunlight and knock-on effect of lack of vitamin D can really take its toll on our energy and moods. You might want to look into taking a vitamin D tablet daily or using a sun lamp. My partner has SAD, so he is struggling this time of year. And again, like what I was saying about depression, it is just knowing yourself, knowing your routines and knowing the times of year, the days of the week when you might struggle a little bit more and those things that might just make it a tiny bit easier for you. Along with depression, I also struggle with anxiety, which can bring its own unique reasons that mornings are tough. At its simplest form, anxiety is fear of the future. So for me, each morning brings fresh opportunities to be anxious particularly for a working day. What will that day bring? What if I get a huge work task I'm not expecting? What if a colleague or friend snaps at me? What if I have a panic attack when I'm trying to do something? One of the best ways I've found to combat this is through things like the breathing exercise Kirsty just shared, or putting on a 10-minute meditation from my Calm app. Try to clear your mind any way you can and focus on that moment. Getting up, getting out of bed, Then for the next 15 minutes, or even an hour if possible, try to be actively conscious about what thoughts and feelings you're allowing in. And if you feel your mind racing to all the things you have to achieve, or any worries of the things lined up for that day, like a scary meeting, keep trying to bring them back to getting dressed, putting your socks on, the taste of your breakfast. It's difficult to keep it going for long, but that's why meditation is called a practice. The more often you do this, the easier it does get. And training your brain to start the day in that way can honestly make a huge difference when stresses do then start to pile on during the day. And even the simple habit of making your bed every day is a good way to start, as it doesn't take much time and it gets you into the routine of doing something new every morning. It's a little win and can give you a sense of achievement when you do it consistently. And if you have trouble sleeping, it also makes bedtime seem more inviting. Yeah, making my bed every morning is one of the things I've got in my morning routine and it definitely makes a difference. I saw a brilliant post from Lottie Drynan back when she was Tummy Diaries talking about why so many of us 9 to fivers do dread Monday mornings and get those awful Sunday night blues or Sunday night insomnia. She suggested that it's due to the loss of control that can particularly be an issue for those of us with anxiety or many different kinds of mental illness. At the weekends, we know for the most part, we are able to control our time. If our alarm goes off and we want to lay in, many of us can if there's not little ones in the picture. 
If we feel anxious and want a midday bubble bath, walk, nap, or escapism via a book or a movie, we can just do that. But during working days, we lose a lot of that freedom, which can feel really scary. It doesn't necessarily mean that you hate your job, but if you do regularly get very upset before bed, or when you wake up in the mornings, on Monday to Fridays, do explore those feelings and try to see where they're coming from. But as Kirsty said, just focusing on the things you can control, quick wins to start your day, like making your bed, can really make a difference. That's a really interesting way of looking at it, about the, it's the lack of control um, that kind of causes the issue, and that does make sense. I really value freedom and autonomy in life and can relate to those Sunday night blues sometimes. It's definitely been easier since working from home, but I was a bit anxious the night before our first day back in the office. So the evening before, I got super organised and prepared. I got the clothes out that I was going to wear, had my laptop bag, lunch and handbag ready to go. I'd even spent a couple of hours trying to find my pass to get into the building. I woke up earlier than usual to give me time to do my 10 minute breathing and meditation and also to leave more time so that I wouldn't be late if I got stuck in traffic. I put my positive playlist on in the car and it was all going so well. I was on track for being 30 minutes early, which is very unlike me. And then halfway there, I realised I hadn't picked up my laptop bag. Of course, I had remembered the bag with the food in it and my lunch in it. That just shows my priorities. (laughs) So I had to go home and by the time I turned back round, I hit really bad traffic and ended up being at least 10 minutes late. So it's taken me 30 years to accept this, but I think giving yourself more time can really help. Even if those good intentions don't always work out. I definitely feel less stressed when I'm not rushing around or being overly optimistic about how much time I have to get somewhere. Yeah, giving yourself enough time and planning things the night before, particularly when you have a changing routine, can really get you off to the best start. If I'm going to London, I know that triggers a lot of different anxieties for me. So as well as my usual laying the clothes out prep, I'll also make sure I've looked at train times the day before and we'll have my bag by the door packed and ready to go. Little things like that can take off the edge of the panic when you wake up, which will only be exacerbated by rushing or having to think of things with your slightly groggy morning mind and hopefully provide you with some mind space for some of those breathing exercises or affirmations. I've mentioned before, but I have my wonderful inspired stories planner where I list my goals or objectives for each day. But I also have the wonderful Inner Queen journal by Megan Rose Lane. I'm fangirling over her in this episode a little bit. If you don't follow her, I would recommend it as she's full of sage advice on embracing your authentic self and choosing a life that brings you joy. But this journal is a brilliant way to start the day and it has some quick prompts to get you thinking about your intentions before you get too bogged down in your to-do lists. Along with other handy spaces for goals and habit tracking, it asks you to rate your mood each morning, which is great to reflect back on and see trends. Space to outline three affirmations for your day, to write three messages for yourself and how you want to behave or what you want to do to channel your authentic self or that inner queen and also to list three things you are grateful for. And I'm sure you all know by now how important we think gratitude practice is. I struggled with coming up with the affirmations at first, and what's really great about this journal is that at the end it has pages and pages of affirmation prompts 
depending on the intention or topic you want an affirmation for. So she's included affirmations around confidence, calm, creativity, dealing with anxiety. There are honestly so many. So for example, ones that I might choose if I know I've got a stressful day to come might be, I am worthy of being treated with respect. I am serene and only responsible for my own emotions and I will let other people's wash over me. I am strong and capable and deserve to be seen as such. Yep, I love a good affirmation and even just affirming today is going to be a great day as your feet hit the ground when you get out of bed. As we mentioned before, your brain likes to find patterns, so we'll start to look for more reasons why this statement is true. And when you do get to your to-do list, my therapist blew my mind as when I proudly said that I was using one of my three key spaces in my goal planner each day for a goal that was just around self-care or how I was going to protect my mood or thoughts throughout the day. One just for me. She said, why only one? Why not all three? This is your life. Goal one should be about you. Goal two should be about you. And goal three all about you and getting what you want from each day. Honestly, mind blown. I love that. That's really good that she pointed that out, considering we talk a lot about self-care and how important it is. Sometimes it's easy to give advice more than it is to take it and you just need someone, like we do sometimes to each other, like just to prompt you and remind you to. it's really important to prioritise that. I'm also into dream interpretation And sometimes I have symbols, animals or signs appear in my dream. So if I have time in the morning, I like to write in my dream journal and to make a note of anything that has come up from my subconscious during the night. I do this um, because I know once I start getting on with my day, I'll probably forget it and won't come back to it. And I like to reflect on it later. Some mornings I'll also pull, pull a tarot or oracle card to read the energy of the day or to give me an intention or an affirmation to focus on during the day. My favourite deck at the moment is by Rebecca Campbell, and it's an oracle deck called Work Your Light. It's got really pretty images and affirmations, and it's available on Amazon if you'd like to have a look or buy it. Speaking of dreams in the subconscious, being mindful of what you fill your mind with first thing can make a real difference. I'd personally suggest not putting the news on while you're making your cup of tea, or even better, topping up your pint glass of water first thing. As we covered in our last episode, letting in the negativity and the pressures that come with the news can often make a big difference to the tone that you're going to start your day with, even if you're not overtly aware of this. Similarly, if you can aim to avoid scrolling through social media or news updates from your phone, that is a big win. See yourself as a blank canvas at the start of each day, The things that you consume are going to drastically impact what your canvas looks like, even by the time you've stepped out your house or shuffle to your desk if you're working from home like us. And creating a positive playlist to feed my ears really helps me. Some of my favourite songs on there that get me going in the mornings are Desiree's You Gotta Be, The Chemical Brothers Go and my ultimate feel-good anthem, Five Keep On Moving. And if you've got a playlist that gets you moving and dancing first thing in the morning, even better. I notice that the days that I get a lunchtime slump are usually the ones that I've not been listening to music. Yes, I love that. And I find Spotify's curated playlists are actually great for this. If, like me, you can struggle to pick a certain artist to kick off with. 
I regularly start my day with their songs to sing in the shower, their happy pop hits, or Monday motivation playlists. I also try to regularly change my alarm, so it's a song that wakes me up with a mood I want to channel into that day. At the moment, it's a song that was really trending on social media. I Am Woman by Emmy Melly. It starts, I am woman, I'm fearless, I'm sexy, I'm divine. I'm unbeatable, I'm creative, honey, you can get in line. It sounds cheesy, but it's a brilliant energy to start the day with. A natural wake-up call. Getting fresh air in the morning is a great way to start the day. I'm lucky to have a dog, so he does get me out the house, because otherwise I think I'd really struggle with making sure I get my daily dose of nature therapy. But even when it's cold, or raining, and chucking on my walking boots is the last thing I want to do in the world. Moving your body is a great way to wake everything up and shake off some of the cobwebs from the night before. It feels like the fresh air is clearing out and waking up my brain. I try to keep my morning walk headphone free and save the listening to podcasts or playlists for the walk later on in the day. This gives my mind a chance to get going and I try to nudge it to think about my intentions for the day, what I really want to achieve, how I want to behave. We've said before how interconnected nature and mental health is, especially since moving to the edge of a big field with stunning views of the chalk cliffs, I always try to give myself a moment to pause and take it all in. It makes any fears of what to come that day a little bit smaller and less important, and instantly activates some of my gratitude thoughts, as I feel so lucky to be there seeing all that beauty. I woke up feeling a little bit stale and tired this morning, and I have to say, after my dog walk on a particularly beautiful sunny day, looking out of the clouds on the blue sky, I felt so much better, and actually quite positive and happy by the time I got back. I love that. I don't often go for walks before work. I used to when I had a dog, and it's the only time you'd find me up at 7am on a Sunday. And the same thing, I wasn't that excited about the thought of doing it, but then once you get going, it's really beneficial. So I don't often go for walks anymore before work, but even just standing by the back door for a couple of minutes, and if the sun's out, getting that light into my eyes is enough to wake me and my system up. And sometimes I'll do a five minute yoga sun salutation. There are many free videos on YouTube for this, like yoga with Adrian. Or simply just stretching your body in any way that feels good to you. After I finish my yoga, I'll place a hand on my heart at the end and say something like, Thank you for this day. Thank you for my body. Please allow me to keep this feeling of peace as I go about my day. I find that this really grounds me and puts me in a good mood. Hydrating when you wake up first thing is also important too, as you can lose up to one litre of water while you sleep. I always have a pint of water first thing, sometimes hot water with lemon. And if you find this a hard habit to get into, you could always leave a pint of water by your bed the night before, so you remember to drink it as soon as you wake. Give your body a fresh, hydrated start to the day before you hit the caffeine or eat breakfast. Your cells will thank you for it, and being hydrated gives you more energy and a clearer mind. Yes, so many people reach for that tea or coffee first thing in the morning, and really what your body needs first is that pint of water to rehydrate after the night's sleep. 
And if you want to look into creating your own morning routine, there is a book that we've heard a lot of people have found useful. It's called Morning Miracle by Hal Elrod. And it's, it explains how to build a routine around some of the things that we've covered in this episode. The six key practices in it are known as life savers. And the letters stand for silence, affirmations, visualisation, exercise, reading and scribing. And even if you feel like you don't have time to do a full morning routine every day, by just adding one or two of these habits can really help your well-being in the morning and throughout the day. Yeah, I've not read that book yet, but it's definitely on my to-do list for the year. I've seen a lot of amazing feedback about it from people I follow online. We hope you've found a couple of ideas that you can take away to try. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe, leave us a like or review. If you feel anyone would find this episode helpful, we'd love for you to share it with them. If you want to ask us about anything we've covered today or have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss, do reach out to us on social media at justbeing underscore podcast or email us at justbeing underscore podcast at hotmail.com. You can also contact either of us individually at Colour Me Happy with two E's and me and Holista Kirsty, one word with no C. We do now have a buy me a coffee link on our social media profiles. So if you're enjoying our content, your support would honestly mean the world. But before we go, we've mentioned we have a lovely treat for all you beautiful beings. One of my all time favorite brands have a new clothing range called the Damaged Collective and have given us an exclusive discount code just for you. The company is Ratchet Clothing Company and their new line is all about reclaiming the word damaged accepting who we are, mental health and all, with brilliant reminders around self-care and anxiety-soothing tips printed on their ultra-soft, cosy clothing. The brilliant thing about this collection is it's also been created with collaboration through the Ratchet Clothing Company's own followers, which I think is a really beautiful way of doing it. So when you get to the checkout, there is a box for a discount code. If you add just being 10 no spaces, that's just being, and then number 10. You'll get 10% off everything on their website, including the new range. We hope you enjoy, but please do tag us and them in photos of you and your amazing new purchases. Goodbye, lovely listeners, and until next time, remember to just start each day with intention. Join us next week when we'll be talking about a topic me and Kirsty know all too well, codependency, where we'll share some tips that have helped us as we learn to stay in our own lane.